0: Get into the word today. I pulled out the prayer thing, but I was actually looking for my notes, and I hope they're in here. Amen. There they are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Glory to God. Pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I open my heart, and I open my ears, and I expect you to speak to me and minister to me right where I am. My ears are open. My heart is ready for all that your word has for me, in Jesus' name. Now, Father God, we just thank you right now for your word. We ask you, Lord, speak to us, minister to us right where we are. Lord, I just thank you, Father, that the things we're starting out with today, Lord, just remind us of what a wonderful place we live in, in this life in Christ. And Lord, we just thank you for it. It's such a powerful place to be. We have so much to be grateful for and thankful for, so much not to complain about, so much to shout about, and Lord, we just give you glory, and we give you honor, and we thank you, Lord, for for each one of these messages, Lord, that they just really, really, Lord, just drive home how powerful it is, this life that we live, in Jesus' name, and everybody shouted, amen, amen, turn around, give your neighbor a high five, and you can be seated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, praise God. A couple of weeks ago, I was putting together a, a message and I actually sat in an office. I was going to a, a doctor's appointment, and uh, I, I, on my email, I, I had some notes that I'd copied at a meeting from years ago. And I, I don't know if you know your iPhone has the ability for you to take notes. And you can actually turn on your recorder and take notes, and it puts it in your notes. And I had some notes in here about, I'm going to find it here real quick, because this was the direction I was heading with a wonderful place, and I was going to talk about heaven and the reality of heaven. And, uh, and then the Lord reminded me that the reality of heaven is only a part of a big picture, Because how we live now affects how we live then. Am I right? How we live now. Everybody say now. Now. How you live now affects what it's going to be like then. In fact, we know during the millennium, we're going to come back and rule and reign with Jesus upon the earth. And there's so much to talk about in these things, but I got to thinking about, this wonderful place, you know, the place I'm in right now, what does it say in Timothy? Godliness is profitable in how many things? Wow. All things. And we quote this one a lot. I like this verse because I quote it all the time because it reminds me of what I have, but it reminds me of what I have, how important it is that I develop that because I'm getting ready uh, uh, in the future. If Jesus tarries, one day I will, you will, we'll step into that next part, right? Hey. We'll step in, step into that. It says that godliness is profitable in all things, for it's got the promise in this life and in the what? The life that is to come is what Paul said. Anyway, I was muttering around on all that, and I just wrote some notes about heaven, and uh, and I was going to do this this morning and uh, talk about how man is a spiritual being. He has a soul. He lives in a body. uh, And when the body terminates its functioning, the spirit of the man simply transitions to a new location. And, uh, you know, uh, thinking about different ones that have gone on to heaven recently. But then the Lord reminded me uh, how important it is to, to remind you of what he's blessed you with. So I'm going to start in a spot, and next Sunday we'll see where that spot leads, because I don't have anything, okay? But we're going to see where it leads us, and we're just going to follow the, 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 the trail that the Holy Ghost is leading on this, okay? But when it comes time to finish this, I'm going to talk to you about heaven and tell you some things that maybe you've never heard before that will challenge you how important it is that you live now for the king with all you got, with all your heart. Can you say amen? Amen. You have your notes this morning, your note pages. I encourage you to take good notes because as we start this series called It's a Wonderful Place, a Wonderful Place, uh, have you ever been somewhere and everything was just awesome And somebody stopped you and asked you, what did you think about being there? Oh, it was just incredible. It was so fabulous. I remember when we went to uh, Hawaii and uh, we we decided to drive. And if you get a chance to ever go, go to Maui, uh, rent a car, drive the road to Hana. It's an amazing thing. If you drive it all the way out, you can go out where Charles Lindbergh has been buried. Uh, There's a mission out there uh, from long ago that he actually worked in and uh, um, we went to, uh, they have a roadside place where they cook stuff, and you can get food. We did that. Uh, There was Filipino food there. Um, uh, One of the places we stopped at, because we had the app on the phone where they're talking to us as we're driving, and it tells you all the wonderful things on the road to Hana and what it's all about. Uh, It talks about different fish places to eat and all of this, and we stopped at one of the places. They're known for their uh, world-renowned re- banana bread. And we sat there and ate and uh, talked to different ones that were there. and We had a good time. Uh, but, you know, to me, going uh, down the road to Hana was just incredible because you can stop, because the, uh, the podcast was saying, you need to stop here. Stop now. You need to get out of your car and take this short hike. You'll appreciate it. So we did. And, you know, uh, uh, you see pictures of rainbow trees. But until you walk up to one up close, there's there's nothing that can compare to the beauty of what you're seeing. And, you know, on this earth, we're on a cursed earth. Right? And one day, the earth will be renewed. But even just a fraction of what's been cursed, you know, because of the fall of man... When you look at nature and you look at all the different foliages that are there, uh, especially on, the, on Maui, it's absolutely breathtaking. The waterfalls that you see going down these roads, stepping in and seeing where they're doing different ag- agricultural things to preserve certain things. It's an amazing place. But you know the, the most uh, incredible, the most enlightening place that I ever thought uh, I, w- I could ever see and uh, I got to kiss Melissa at this spot, which to me was the top of the world. And uh, um, I know some people want to argue with, I say this, I don't have the picture to show it to you, but uh, we were higher than Everest uh, based upon sea level, right? Is that when I say that right? So when you, uh, I have to put, I'll post the picture up. I got to find it. Remind me to do that. Uh, but when we hiked up to the top of the volcano there in Maui, uh, it's a, it's a, an extinct volcano. Uh, they have a, a um, observatory on the top, but you remember uh, when they asked to describe what the moon, can I do a space story? Can I take your, <laughs> take your, 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 your light here? Uh, uh, when they talked about, when they landed on the moon for the first time, they called it magnificent what? Magnificent desolation. And the top of that volcano, up on the top where you could park your car, and go to the observatory, and it lays out uh, all the different things that are uh, less than the height of this volcano. And you just, your jaw is dropping, imagining, wow, I am up this high. And uh, one of the signs said, don't run, uh, don't uh, skip, thank you, Um, don't run, don't skip. But my dad, when we used to go hiking and stuff, he taught me to skip going down the, the hill, you know. I'm telling you, I didn't realize how high we were. I lost my breath. I got dizzy, I almost passed out going down down that trail. But here it is, Uh, I don't even know if I can say the name right. Halakala is is taller than Mount Kilimanjaro. It's taller than Mount McKinley. It's even taller than Mount Everest. Combined, uh, this volcano tops off at 29,704 feet from its base on the ocean floor to the sky-high summit. And uh, uh, it's an incredible sight. People, uh, sorry, uh, people will uh, go up there before the sun rises and you sit around the top and seeing the sun rise at the top of that volcano, absolutely take your breath away. God's made an amazing place that we live in, hasn't he? And I encourage you, it's good to go hiking, it's good to see things because Of all the experiences and the incredible things that that we've seen through the years of our lives, and I know many of you have seen a lot of things, uh, nothing compares to this wonderful place called my life in Christ. Nothing. Nothing should be greater than that in your life as well. You know, since I've met Jesus, my life has been nothing but a wonderful, fabulous Incredible experience, and it just gets better and better every day. I remember as a kid going up in the St. Louis Arch during a storm. And going up and looking out the window, and literally, you know, the arch is going back and forth in the wind. And if you're up there like that, if that kind of thing bothers you, don't do it. But, uh, but I remember that as a kid. It was an amazing thing. There's a lot of amazing things in life, right? But there's nothing that compares to knowing the Lord. There is nothing that compares to what he has provided for you and what he has done for you. Now I want to read you some scriptures that a long time ago when we started the church, I read these verses and uh, um, we talked about a a message about living the good life. Everybody say, I'm living the good life." life. You are. Did you know that as a believer? You're living the good life. Amen. You know, every day the Lord can show you something more. Oh, yeah. Every day, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts, right? Every day, the Lord can show you more. All you got to do is just seek Him and He'll show you. Glory to God. You know, I was re- reminded of a passage of scripture that I wanted to read to you today, and this is from the Amplified Bible. Uh, it really lays it out real good. I remember hearing Keith Moore teach on this years and years ago, but I thought I'd pull from these as our main text as we get into this series. And I just felt impressed with the Lord to just read this to you and let you see it. And I challenge you to go back and look at the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to interject some things here just to open your eyes up to maybe some things you haven't thought about before. But starting with Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 7. And this is from the Amplified Bible. Paul's writing the church in Ephesus. He says, even as in his love we, he chose us. How many you know God chose you? Mm -hmm. When you asked him into your heart, you knew he loved you, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Even as in his love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own. In Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, consecrated, and set apart for him, and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. And I'm not getting into predestination and all that. Just hear how I'm going here. Verse 5 For he foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted, revealed as his own children. Through who? Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, in accordance with the purpose of his will, because it pleased him and was his kind intent. I want to tell you this this morning. God intends to be good to you. God, your God, my God, he intends to be good to you. We don't serve a God that beats you down with a two by four for rusty nails sticking out of it. That's not our God. He's a good God. Amen. Even Jesus quoted, for God so loved the world that what? He gave his only son so that whosoever would call upon him should be what? Be delivered. God, before time, you know, he always knew that Jesus would have to do this. Come and give a a way for you and I to come home to the Father. And Paul's got a revelation of this right now. And he's laying this out, but I want you to hear this. It says, uh, uh, as his own children through through Jesus Christ, in accordance with the purpose of his will, because it pleased him, and was his kind intent, verse 6, so that we, i got to go to the next screen, don't we? Oh, thank you. I'm not paying attention. I had it on one screen. She said it was too small to read. Thank you. Am I on the right screen now? All right. And I'm at verse 7, yes? Uh, let's start verse 6. So that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, favor, and mercy. This all belongs to you. If you're born again this morning, this all belongs to you. Which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Think about this. God freely bestowed upon you because you are his beloved. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, you're part of the family of God. Amen. You got it all. Amen. Amen so that we might be that way. Amen. I love how that reads. It says in verse 7, In Him we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation through His blood. and And it goes on, the remission, the forgiveness of our offenses, our shortcomings and trespasses, in accordance with the riches and the generosity of His gracious favor. I don't know about you, that's hanky-waving time, running around the church stuff right there. You understand? God's been good to you. Amen. That's why we should never say something so stupid like he hasn't seen fit to do this for me. He's already done it all for you. Your job is to receive it by faith and walk in it. Amen. Amen. We're not moved by what we feel or see. We're moved by what we believe. I believe the word. Do you believe the word? Amen. Amen. See, the Lord did all this for you and he did all this for me in accordance with, I love this, with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor. Remember we did that teaching a couple years back. I got the favor of God, right? Well, you do. He fixed it up so you could receive this. Well, you read on down into chapter 2 of Ephesians in the Amplified in verse 10, and you'll recognize the first part of this wording because it's quoted quite often. Uh, But I want you to see it in the Amplified because it just kind of, wow. All right, you ready? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, and this is in the Amplified. For we are his own handiwork. If you've asked Jesus into your life, you know, you've been recreated in Christ, right? You're his handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. Amplified lays it out real clear. Born what? Anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. God set all this stuff together so that you could walk in his goodness and his grace and everything. He did this for you. Jesus paid the price for you. Your job is to receive it and walk in it. Amen. He planned beforehand for you, for me. Now get this last part. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them and then if you got your note page, go back and look it up in your Amplified Bible. Chris Clinton, if you're watching, thank you for that Amplified Bible she gave me a, a, a Christmas present. I got Amplified Bibles, a couple different ones. But this one was really special how it's laid out. But I underlined this in it. Because this is something you need to remember. God did good things for you. He did all of this. He prepared the way for you. So that you could walk in them. And then the, in parentheses here it says doing what? Living a terrible life. A terrible life filled with despair and agony. A terrible life that he made ready for you to live so that you could be humble. Is that what it says? Religion says that. The word does not. Religion says those things. The word does not. The Greek really is translated almost perfect here in the way the Amplified does it. That we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready through Christ for you and I to live. Woo, that's good. Amen. He did all that for you. Say, he did it all for me. Did he? Say it again. Say, he did it for me. me. You need to believe that. Stand in it. Walk in it. Why did he do that? So that you could live the good life. He loved you so much that he gave his only son for you. Amen. He did that for you and for me. Amen. Verse 19, though. you I love this. Verse 19 reads, It says, Therefore, this is the Amplified, it says, Therefore, you are no longer outsiders. If you've asked Jesus into your heart, you are no longer an outsider. You're not the kid looking at Christmas time in the old storefront toy store watching the train go round and round the track wishing you could play with it. You're not the little girl over in the other window looking at the dolly that's in the rocking chair. I'm, I know I'm saying older stuff, but some of you younger guys, you know. I remember going to Almart Mart before there was a Walmart, and they had an HO train sale after Christmas every year. And Dad and me being down there, and Dad and all these men, because they were all buying their own train table stuff. But Dad wanted to get me my, my a custom train, so he. In the middle of all them men pulling them trains off the shelf, because he wanted a certain kind for me. It it was being an only child for nine years was a blessing. You understand? (laughs) No, but uh, um, I remember that. You know, and you got to understand when you're when you're as a little kid, you're looking at all this stuff and it's all striking. Remember going and seeing things that are just fabulous, incredible, all right? Yeah. Well, you know, you're seeing all this happen. It's like. I hope I could have, I, I really want one of those. I wish I could do that or have this. I want you to understand what Jesus paid for for you so that you could live the good life. Think about this. You're no longer an outsider. Woo! I'm not an exile. I'm not a migrant. I'm not an alien. I'm not excluded from the rights of being a citizen of the kingdom. Why? Because I am now, I now share in the citizenship with the saints. God's own people, consecrated and set apart for himself. And you belong to God's own household. you got to get your Bible out tonight or get your Amplified Bible if you have one. You ought to underline this because this is you and me. This is you and me. We're no longer outsiders. I'm not an exile. I'm not a migrant. I'm not the kid outside of the toy store wishing he could have all that nice stuff. I'm in there because it all belongs to me. Amen. How many of you remember growing up and your mom took you to the bakery? Anybody remember going to the bakery? Did Memphis ever have Miller's Department Store? I think it was just Goldsmith. Yeah. And then it became Dillard's. In Knoxville, we had a department store called Miller's, and it's that same thing that Dillard's bought it out too. It actually became Parks Belt. Uh, uh, Miller's bought out Parks Belt. We had both for a while, but then Prophets bought that out, and so you understand. Uh, but uh, Millers, on downtown Knoxville on Henley Street, my favorite thing to do with Mom and Aunt Vicky and I, Aunt Irene, when we would go to Miller's, was I would beg to go downstairs to the basement level where the parking garage is. You get off the elevator and you can go to the parking garage there at Miller's. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, But when you got off the elevator, you know what was right in front of you when you got off the elevator? Genius marketing plan, the bakery for Miller's department store. And they had cakes, fresh cakes. They were some of the best cakes you could ever eat. Fresh made donuts. I'm making you hungry, aren't I? Uh, they had, they had uh, these sugar cookies that, uh, as a little kid, I, I swear they were this big. But they probably weren't. But to me, they were that big. And they were so soft, you could just bend them in your hands and, and eat them. And it was just a blessing. It made me feel good. But my favorite time of the, of the year was, was about Christmas time, because they had these gingerbread men. And they were a big gingerbread men, about that big, and they had raisins for eyes and the nose and raisins down the front. You know, not gumdrops like the movie. But uh, uh, raisins and, and, and that gingerbread man was so soft it, bend like, it would bend like that sugar cookie. And it was chewy. But when you got that in your hands and you're hoping that mama would get me a gingerbread man. And then, as he got downstairs, she stopped there, and he's like, "Oh, Jesus is coming back now," and and she go buy me two gingerbread men, one was to have tomorrow, but the one for then was to get in the car with, and I was quiet all the way home because I'm <laughs> meeting my gingerbread man. But I'm saying all this because too much of the time, believers stand on the outside looking in, not realizing they own it all. You own it all. Jesus broke the curse. He gave you the victory. But yet we want to stand around and act like we're orphans. Like we're destitute. Like we don't have it. But Jesus paid for it so you could have it. And Paul's laying this out and explaining it in such vivid details. The most incredible thing about your life. As a born-again believer, you now share citizenship with the saints. God's own people, consecrated and set apart for himself. And I love it. You belong to God's own household. Glory to God. That's something to shout about. Amen. That's why when we talk about the blood, guess what? The blood was more than enough. The blood speaks. It was washed you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And it has delivered you and set you free so that you can walk in victory every day. Amen. I know things happen and the devil might throw you a curveball or so-and-so might act like a total rear end at work. But you know what? Jesus is still Lord. And you're still a citizen of heaven. You're still a citizen of the kingdom of God and you've been given every spiritual blessing and you have the favor of God because he did these things so that you could live the good life, which he made ready for you. Shout about that this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So what I want to do in this series is stir you up about what you have, what belongs to you. And, and I'm going back, I didn't realize I was actually giving away some of my message this past week. Uh, if you get the word of encouragement email, you have read this if you're reading them. But uh, I want to share with you just things that belong to you today. Uh, uh, simple things that you just need to know, but yet a lot of people act like an orphan about some of these points. And, uh, but what I want to do is just share a bit about all the blessings we have in this good life. Amen. And I want to talk to you about your benefits in this good life. And, and again, as we get to the end of the series, one of the things I want to share with you is about heaven. And it'll really bless you and, and just tickle you when you hear about the things about heaven. But I, 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 let's go to this verse here. The Bible says in the 103rd Psalm, verses 1 and 2. In fact, read it out loud with me. We all know this verse. The Bible says this. Say it with me. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. This is a commandment. This is not some sweet little reading. This is a commandment. Every day you ought to bless him. Shout hallelujah to the Lord. And you gotta, with everything that's within you, Bless his name, worship him, magnify him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. You need to get physically involved in magnifying him, shouting to him, giving him glory, amen. If you walk around all day looking like you've been licking a pine stump, that's on you. You're supposed to get up in the morning and bless him, magnify him, stir yourself on the inside, amen. Not wait for somebody else to stir you up. You are supposed to be stirred before you ever walk in the door. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Why are you glad? Because you've been doing it all week long. And you're excited about the things of God. Because I'm living the good life, right? Amen. I'm living the good life. Glory to God. Amen. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul. My mind, my will, and my emotions all in tune here. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and what? Forget all of his benefits. I'm just going to forget them all because none of them work for me. I'm just an unworthy worm. Crawling in the wagon rut of life. God help me, Jesus. I think I'll just play that Chris Christopherson song. Why me, Lord? What did I ever do? To deserve even one. That's religion. That's demonic if you want my honest opinion. The scriptures don't tell tell you that. Amen. Amen. You've been blessed because of the blood of Christ. You've been redeemed from poverty, sickness, disease, and death. Amen. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus became a curse for you. Amen. In Galatians it says, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Why? He goes on, Paul writes to the Galatians, he says, so that all the blessings of Abraham, not the curses, the blessings of Abraham, belong to you now because of what Jesus did. I'm paraphrasing it. But even the first part in Galatians, when you translate it out, Jesus, his blood paid the kidnapper's ransom so that the chains could be broken off of you. And you could run free from the kidnapper, the devil. Jesus redeemed you from the curse. Quit acting like you're cursed. You're supposed to take authority over the cursed. Speak the name that's above every name. Amen. Well, we're not supposed to forget his benefits. Here we're told we're not to forget the benefits that God's given you. Hallelujah. Well... Then it goes on, though, and it lists these benefits. You ready? Yeah. Well, the, the, I didn't put that on the screen, did I? Is that it? Okay. You, are you turning this, and I'm not paying too, Okay. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. And I do not have this next part of the verse on the screen, but I'm going to read to you. I think it's in your handout, Psalm 103, verses 2 and 5. It's in your handout, so look at it on your handout. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And here it starts listing these benefits. Who forgives how many of your iniquities? All. Let me give you some thought. Are you ready to go to Bible college and just go to theology class? Do you know what the word all means in theology and in the Greek and the Hebrew? The word all means all. There's nothing weird about it. It's all. Period. Forget not what? All of his benefits. What does he do? Well, he's the one who forgives all of your iniquities. Who heals how many? All of your your diseases. Who what? Redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth. And here's that good thing, good living, amen, a good life, satisfies your mouth with good things, Woo! so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5. So this morning, real quick, and if we get through with it, we'll finish it next week if we don't. But you know what? What are these benefits? Well, He forgives us of all of our sins. Oh, that's something to shout about, hallelujah, no matter where you're at. Because even when you mess up, you know what? You can still fess up and thank God that you've forgiven. Amen. Amen. Did you flinch when they stuck you? Tanner, a little bit. <laughs> Tanner's in dental school. So uh, this this past week was Novocaine week. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Student on student. That's an amazing thing. Uh, I still laugh about it. Hmm. But aren't you glad if you messed up, you could sit there. Lord, I'm so sorry I hurt you. (laughs) Uh, But he said it was pretty um, uh, calculated what they were doing. But but aren't you glad, you know, even when you mess up, you screw up, you know what? How many of you know he's faithful and just to forgive you? Amen. Amen. See, the Lord's good to us. See, when we accept Jesus, all of the sin nature and all the sins we've committed are forgiven. Jesus paid the price. He paid the price once and for all so that you could be clean. And you know what? Clean is a wonderful feeling. Amen. Amen. You know, we were in Panama and we were walking through the jungle coming back from Port Alara with backpacks on. Elizabeth Smith was with us and uh, 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 Dennis said, I do not want to walk behind Joe Borwick. (laughs) Because Joe was in military mode. He didn't bathe for how long? A A week. And holy cow. Man, he was not an idol, I'll tell you that. And uh, uh, when you got behind it and the wind hit just right, it's like, whoa, Jesus, hallelujah. (laughs) And, you know, we laugh about that now, but it was a good trip. It was a good trip. We had a good time. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a good feeling when we got back to to the mission house, and, you know, they don't have running water there. They have a gutter system that Dennis had built, and it collects rainwater. And there's huge, huge drums of rainwater. And if your shower ran out of water, you had to get somebody to help you and go up the ladder with these drums and refill the water tank. So you can take a shower. But I don't care how dirty and nasty you are. That shower was a blessing of the Lord, even though it was ice cold, it felt like. But, you know, we were at 100 degree heat and 100% humidity. And they'll tell you when that water hits you, man, did it feel good. And, you know, you lathered up and you got the rinse again. and uh, Just that little trickle of water, even though you couldn't take a long shower or anything, just that nice quick shower, it just refreshed, refreshed you and you felt so clean. Amen. Well, I want you to know something. Jesus paid the price so that you could have that wonderful, clean feeling. All the guilt, all the pressure, all the stress that sin brings to our lives It can be gone just by asking him. Amen. He's faithful and just to forgive you of all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? That's a benefit of you being a child of the Most High God. That's a part of living the good life. Amen. Hallelujah. Part of living the good life. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. What's the second benefit? He heals all of our diseases. All. How much is all? All. When Jesus bore stripes, bore the stripes. We see that prophecy in Isaiah. We see it fulfilled in the Gospels. We hear Peter talk about it. Paul alludes to different things in different places. But when Jesus took every stripe that was laid upon his body, when that crown of thorns was laid upon him, for every stripe that he bore, he bore it for your sicknesses and my sicknesses. Amen. He paid the price for your full and complete healing. And all through God's word, we find this one thing. God wants to heal all of those who are his. He is a good God. And his will is that all who believe would be healed or will be healed. In fact, James... Uh, 5.14 that you see in the scripture here. James quotes here. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anoint him with, him with oil. In the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And i you know, break it down here. Some people just got to have the oil. But the oil just represents the power of God touching you. Yeah. That's it. It's the prayer of faith that raised the sick. <laughs> Amen. I've shared this many times. There's 21 cases of divine healing in the gospel. 19 of the 21, they, Jesus told them, your faith has made you whole. The others, he alludes to, about, to them about their faith. In every case, do you want to receive what God's got for you? It's by faith you receive. It's by faith you believe. And it's, again, it's by faith you receive what he's got for you. Somebody shout amen. 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 Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with being anointed with oil. Those things just represent the anointing of God. Amen. It's like when we do communion, I always refer to the bread uh, representing his healing power. And and remember, I say this quite often. This bread represents a point of contact. Right? Like the woman with the issue of blood. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. What did Jesus say when he stopped the crowd? He said, whoa, power's gone out of me. Someone touched me in faith is what he was getting at. That woman with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch his garment, I don't even have to have him lay hands on me. If I can just touch his clothes, and she got it. Amen. See, he heals how much of our diseases? All of them. All right? Number three, he redeems our life from destruction. He redeems our life from destruction. I think I'm going to stop here this morning. But I, I will say this part, and we'll come back to this next Sunday. You know, when, we, when, we, uh, when things look like all is lost and there's no way of escape, how many of you know God can always make a way? Absolutely. When things look bad and things don't look like, you know, I don't know how this is going to work out. I just don't know. I remember hearing my grandfather talk about watching bombs come in, uh, uh, to North Africa where he was stationed. And he talked about when he was in Sicily uh, during the war. And um, it was a different time back then. He didn't want to do all the paperwork. He had the file, but he had, they, uh, him and his best friend had shrapnel in their arms, but they were medics. They got their tools out and just dug it out and, and went on because they had soldiers who were, needed to be treated that were far worse shape. And there was a time he talked about it, He said, it looked tough. And it did not look good. But the Lord always made a way. And I'm going to tell you this morning, no matter how bad things may look, God makes a way. This verse in scripture here, in Psalm 34, 6, it says, The poor man cried out, and the Lord, what? Heard him and saved him. Say it with me. My God, My God. is a good God. We'll pick up here next week. It'll take too long to do the rest of these. Amen. Our God's a good God. He's promised you the good life. Jesus came, bled, and died so that you could have this life. Let's not treat it like it's second fiddle. Let's not treat the things of God like their old hat, if you would. And we just lay it aside and we only come back to it when we need it. No, this should be 24-7, 365 days of the year. This is who I am in Christ Jesus, my Lord. This is how I walk. This is how I talk. This is who I am in Him. And it is a wonderful place. Amen? Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you this morning. Woo, Thank you, Lord, for the good life. Thank you, Lord, we're not a people without, but we are a people who are with. With the goodness of God, with the greatness of God. Lord, all on the inside of us, we've been blessed with your presence. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is that we can shout hallelujah and sing praises to your name. What a privilege it is, Lord, that you gave us your name so that we could walk in your authority. Thank you, Lord. What a privilege. What a privilege it is, Lord, not to stand and think we're an orphan or that we're in exile. Oh, but we're walking with you. We're abiding in you. We're walking in your word, standing strong, standing firm. No matter what things look like, we can just laugh about it because we serve a great and mighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we worship you this morning. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, bow your heads with me this morning. I know I've, uh, I've preached a stir message. Where, you know, we stir you up. And I believe we're doing that in this series. It's going to stir you up. But if you're in here today, or if you're watching online, and maybe you feel like you're that kid outside the toy store, and you want so bad to go in there and have all these good things, I'm telling you this morning, Jesus has provided all those good things for you. He bled and he died so that you could have everlasting life, so that you could have eternal life. And if you're in here today or if you're watching online, it's so easy to know him as your Savior and Lord. All you got to do is ask him in your heart. He came, he bled, he died for you, and he was raised from the dead. And all you got to do is say, Lord, forgive me. Please come into my heart. So I'm going to ask all of us today, to pray this together. And if you're in here in the sanctuary this morning and you've never prayed this prayer or you're backslid in your heart and you know you need to make things right, well, this is your chance. Or if you're watching online and you're in either one of those conditions and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, what a wonderful day it is for you to come into this wonderful place. Let's pray together. And you pray with me if you're watching. Say these words. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to bleed and die for me. And he was also raised from the dead. Jesus, I ask you, come into my life make me brand new from this moment forward i will live all of my days for you looking forward to when i see you face to face thank you for saving me from this time forward i am born again and i am saved in jesus name amen hey if you prayed